Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 23rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. WeWork's biggest outside investor, SoftBank, is losing faith in the shared office provider's chief executive, Adam Newman. Donald Trump and Narendra Modi say the U.S.-India relationship is stronger than ever before, while on stage together at a mass rally in Texas. And at the U.K. Labour Party's annual conference this weekend, Jeremy Corbyn dismissed any rumours he would soon step down. Plus, the FT's Gillian Tett gives us a preview of UN Week from New York. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. SoftBank is expected to call for a board meeting as early as this week to demote Adam Newman from his role as WeWork's chief executive officer. SoftBank is WeWork's biggest outside investor, and after the loss-making property group shelved its initial public offering last week, followed by reports of Mr. Newman's volatile behavior and drug use, SoftBank's lost faith in Mr. Newman's ability to lead the company. Sources told the FT that Mr. Newman's outsized influence over the company has become one of the biggest hurdles in the path of a multi-billion dollar IPO. It was unclear, however, whether a majority of WeWork's board members believe that Mr. Newman should step down as chief executive. The sources also cautioned that the board could decide against changing the role in the end and either rally around Mr. Newman or hire a new executive chairman to oversee the company's management. Both WeWork and SoftBank declined to comment. Donald Trump and Narendra Modi appeared in a rare double act on Sunday, addressing a mass rally of nearly 50,000 Indian Americans in Houston, Texas. I am so thrilled to be here in the great state of Texas with one of America's greatest, most devoted, and most loyal friends, Prime Minister Modi of India. Thank you. But even as he sang Mr. Modi's praises, Mr. Trump made it clear that he would not ease pressure on New Delhi to open the Indian market to more U.S. goods. Negotiators from both countries have been scrambling to resolve differences on trade issues before the two leaders meet for formal talks in Washington on Tuesday. We are committed to ensuring the Indian people have access to the finest goods in the world, products stamped with the beautiful phrase, made in the USA. And Jeremy Corbyn says he's not stepping down as U.K. labor leader. He dismissed rumors as, quote, wishful thinking, speaking alongside the party's annual conference in Brighton on the weekend. Labor's weekend in the spotlight was meant to be a chance for the opposition party to showcase its radical policies ahead of a U.K. general election. Instead, the first few days of the conference were overshadowed by party infighting. It was announced that Mr. Corbyn's head of policy, Andrew Fisher, would be leaving. Mr. Fisher pulled together the Labour manifesto in the 2017 election, which was widely credited with gaining party seats. Meanwhile, Mr. Corbyn's own Brexit policy was another point of contention in the party over the weekend. He wants a Labour government to negotiate a new EU deal and then hold a second referendum. In this scenario, the party would decide whether to back an in or out vote. But his attempts to cling to this kind of compromise on Brexit have not pleased the party's overwhelmingly pro-EU membership. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. World leaders will gather in New York City this week for the UN General Assembly. 
The FT's U.S. editor-at-large, Gillian Tett, has more on what to expect. There's two key features about this year's UN week. Firstly, the level of concern about climate change is exploding. And it's very striking that you've now got scientists and policymakers right across the board all trying to put climate change on the agenda. The second point, though, is you're seeing a dramatic increase in public support for measures to do something about climate change, not just from school children or voters, but most critically from the business and financial community too. And we're going to see a whole torrent of announcements coming out about ways that CEOs and financial market leaders and others are trying to take action to really get something critical happening on the climate change front. And with Washington uh, notably absent from these climate discussions this week, what's expected to really happen? It will look very isolated on the world stage because most of the other global leaders will be throwing their weight behind the United Nations initiatives to combat climate change. But in many ways, the fact that the American administration is not there is being more than offset by this extraordinary chorus of call to arms from the American business and financial community. And Gillian, how tangible, I guess, are these commitments? There's a tremendous temptation to look at all this as hot air. And there'll be lots of jokes about what they call greenwashing, pretending to be green when you're not really being green. Lots of middle-aged corporate and financial leaders pretending to be cool and trying to appeal to millennials, talking about things like the sustainable development goals, when in fact, they're not really doing very much. And certainly, there will be a lot more rhetoric than actual reality in terms of the commitments and changes. But there are genuine things happening right now. There is a real desire to get the financial markets into a position where they're supporting the move towards green energies and green technologies. You're also going to see a lot of money being donated towards climate change causes. And it's not just climate change, it's the wider development goals that the United Nations has drawn up. And you'll see a lot of more punitive measures where banks are saying they won't lend to companies that are essentially polluting the planet. You'll see a lot of consumer action against, say, plastic straws and things like that. Some climate change activists would argue quite correctly that it's not clear whether the change is fast enough. And the question now is really, will there be enough change fast enough to stop the key thresholds being hit in terms of the global warming? So if we look beyond the climate summit, uh, what else should we be watching for this week? Well, there's also going to be a lot of discussion about geopolitics. Donald Trump is coming to town, along with Boris Johnson and most of the other global leaders. I fully expect Boris Johnson to have a meeting with Trump, which will be carefully watched back in the UK in terms of what it signals about Brexit. Iran is going to be high on the agenda, of course. Lots of debate about whether there's going to be any initiative to try and rein in Iran, given the attacks on Saudi Arabia recently. There's going to be a lot of focus on North Korea, as always. That's a perennial at the United Nations. So you can certainly expect to see a lot of grandstanding from the American administration and Trump and a lot of frantic attempt to build coalitions amongst the rest of the UN. This week, Gillian and the FT's Moral Money reporters will be on the ground reporting from the UN Climate Summit and the UN General Assembly covering UN meetings and all of the side events that come with them. You can go to ft.com forward slash moral money to sign up for the Moral Money email newsletter.
And you can read more on the rest of today's stories, all at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.